This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to MLB Extras, the Oakland Athletics Edition. Hello, everyone. I'm Allison Footer, and I'm here with Jane Lee to get caught up on everything going on with the A's. And Jane, this this uh, little bit of news has garnered a little bit of attention because Sandy Alderson obviously is no stranger to this organization. And recently it was announced that he's returning as a special assistant. I would imagine, I mean, there's two really good things that come of this. One is that Sandy Alderson, his health seems to be in check and that he's able to do this. So that's one good thing been battling cancer for a long time. Number two, uh, it just brings back all kinds of good memories about a really good time in the A's history, and he had a lot to do with that. So uh, what's been the reaction to Sandy returning to the team? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been nothing but positive. I mean, he um, he was integral to this organization for a really long time. And I mean, he was the one that, what, two decades ago left the organization in the hands of Billy Bean, um, you know, was really integral and kind of grooming Billy. Um, and so for Billy to bring him back and kind of have it come full circle like this is really cool to see. And, you know, like you mentioned, um, I know a few days ago, he said that he's cancer free, which is awesome news. Um, so the fact that he has health on his side, um, you know, a really cool gig, just getting him back to where it all started for him. Um, and then from a business standpoint too, you know, obviously brings um, just a wealth of knowledge and experience um, has done so much since he left the A's um, and of course, most recently, you know, kind of steering the Mets um, for a long time. But I mean, he was the one that was responsible for, you know, assembling those three straight um, AL championship teams back in the late 80s and, um, you know, 90s. So, um, you know, has done a lot of good things for the A's and it's really cool to see him back with them. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's plenty for everybody to do. I mean, things have just changed so much. Um you know, the Mets, I, I never had the impression that the Mets were the most analytically sound uh, organization while Sandy was their general manager. And um, it seemed like kind of more traditionalist when it came to that. He's really um, going back to a team where, um, you know, they're just so advanced in everything. I mean, they're kind of the pioneers and in, in things that go on now. Um, and so, I, I mean, do you know specifically like what he would be doing or is this sort of a fluid, you know, in progress kind of um, advancement? Yeah, I think they're looking at it more as, you know, a thing, see where, um, you know, he fits in. I think first and foremost, the most important thing is, you know, is bringing in another voice, another perspective. Um, I think that's always a good thing, um, no matter you know, if you're coming off a really incredible, you know, 97 one season that no one expected, um, you know, I think um, new voices, fresh expertise, fresh perspectives, um, you know, it never hurts. And I mean, this is a guy that's been with several different organizations, um, you know, like, like you mentioned, um, you know, maybe an organization that's not so um, inclined to use all the advanced measurements and stats, but, um, you know, has also, you know, done that work with other teams too. So I think 
um, with him, he's just so well-rounded. Um, and, you know, I think there's obviously you know, a goodwill component too of, you know, Billy bringing his friend back into the fold and, you know, n- not just doing so because of that, um, but because of his expertise. So let's talk a little hot stove. Uh, John Heyman, an MLB uh, network insider, recently had a tweet that suggested that the A's might be among the teams considering Matt Wieters, um, pointing out that the team did pursue Jonathan Lucroy earlier uh, before Lucroy signed with the Angels. So it's been no secret that the A's could use a little help behind the plate. We saw what happened uh, with them when they added a, a veteran catcher uh, like Lucroy and taking nothing away from the pitchers, but I really do think he had so much to do with the success of those pitchers last year. So that would be an okay, maybe uh, addition if they could, if the price is right. Right. Yeah. And I think you're exactly right. I think it comes down to the price and asking yourself, you know, is it worth it to spend um, on a catcher when, you know, we do have a backup plan. They have Josh Vagley and Chris Herman who can platoon. Um, They have Sean Murphy, their top catching prospect, um, you know, kind of waiting in the wings and he could be ready mid season. So you have to ask yourself, you know what, do we wait out Murphy? Um, We upgrade now and utilize those resources in that way. Um, And it's kind of a dilemma in a way because, you know, they could use some more starting pitching. um, They could use a lefty reliever. um, So it's just a matter of how much they're going to prioritize this. And, I mean, you look at, you know, Weider's offensive numbers over the past few years, um, you know, not so great as a switch hitter, but just hasn't done a whole lot at the plate. Um, But, of course, you know, you look at Lucroy's offensive numbers last year and, um, they weren't so inspiring either, but you you couldn't overstate the impact he had on that starting pitching staff. And Weeders is a guy, you know, coming from Washington. I mean, he's, um, you know, caught some of the elite pitchers in this game. So, you know, that you do have to consider um, the value of a veteran presence, especially at the position and with so many unknowns in the rotation. So um, I think this would be a good move for them so long as that price is right. I mean, you look at what Lucroy got from the Angels, um, you know, probably a little less than he expected to get um, just in that $3 million range. Um, and I think incentives can take it to $4 million. Um, so you would expect that, you know, the A's aren't going to pay more for weeders when they had a chance to get Lucroy. So, um, you know, I think it's going to depend on the price. Um you know, what Weeders camp believes he's worth, what the A's think he's worth, and, you know, whether to spend the money in that way. So the last time we talked, we had a nice podcast and a nice conversation, and then we parted ways, and I went to cover a, an event here, and I think you went off to the doctor. And then Marco Estrada <laughs> signed with the A's, and we didn't actually talk about that, Jane. So uh, I do want to just uh, run through that a little bit. I like that signing. I think that's really uh, a very good thing for the A's. They need some pitching help, veteran presence. Uh, so what do you think of that? Yeah, I like it too. I think it was um, kind of out of the blue, but then when you you know really looked at it, it made a whole lot of sense, especially for the A's. I mean, it's such a an A's signing. Um, you know, here's a guy that is coming off a few down seasons, but um, isn't too far removed from you know enjoying a lot of success in the big leagues. Um, a former All Star, and um, and also a guy that you know could perform really really well inside the Coliseum. Um, the home runs have kind of plagued him in recent years, um, and kind of similar to Mike Fires, you know, the ball is going to be in the air a lot, but those numbers are going to be down in the Coliseum. So they see him as a prime bounce back candidate. 
Um, you know, they've gone through the motions with guys like these so much. You look at Scott Casimir, um, Bartolo Cone, um, you know, most recently Edwin Jackson. Um, so I think it's great for them, you know, adds more stability to the rotation, um, you know, a veteran presence in a really, you know, otherwise young rotation. So, you know, you put him and uh, Mike Fires, you know, at the the forefront of the rotation as it stands now, and it's looking a whole lot better than it did a few months ago. And, and I know it's not a splashy name and, you know, he's not young anymore, but, um, you know, I think, you know, realistically, um, you know, you look at what the A's, um, financially were able to do this off season. And, um, you know, I like the way that, you know, they're spending what little they, they seem to have. So let's conclude our conversation. We're going to spotlight a player. Um, usually we talk about this ahead of time, but we didn't, but I'm going to uh, ask you to talk a little bit about Matt Chapman, um, because he's an awesome player and, uh, there's not a whole lot, um, uh, that he needs to work on will be that will be like, you know, holding our breath waiting for when he gets to spring training. But our friend, Will Leach, uh, who wrote a column, um, for on MLB.com recently, he, he targeted a bunch of uh, dark horse MVP candidates for 2019. And Matt Chapman is one of those. And I don't think that's a stretch at all to say that he could definitely be an MVP candidate. Um, I mean, just, let's just, let's just, you know, wax poetic on, on everything that he was <laughs> and what he might be in 2019. Plus he's just a great guy. So what do you, what would you like to see from him in 2019, Jane? Yeah, I think, I mean, more of the same. Um, and I really would not be surprised if um, he's even better this year. Um, you know, now that he has a, a full big league season under his belt, I think he's one of those guys that really is only going to get better. Um, I mean, he strives to be the best and you hear that, from so many guys, but you know, you see it in him, his work ethic is just unparalleled in that clubhouse. Um, you know, I know, you know, uh, some media members can get a little annoyed because he is the guy that's never at his locker. And if he is, it's for seconds. Um, cause he's, you know, always transitioning from the cages to the weight room. Um, and it's not like he's just hiding. He is seriously always working and, you know, you have to appreciate that. Um, I mean, before games, after games, it is really incredible to see. Um, and I do think, you know, that he could, you know, become one of the better hitters in the game. I think he's already established himself as one of the best defenders in the game, probably the best at third base, if not close to it. Um, and, you know, to say that after just one full big league season, um, you know, is, is obviously pretty telling. Um, and I think, you know, the offense is just going to get better. Um, you know, I think I see him, you know, back on strikeouts a little bit, taking a few more walks. And once he does that, um, I mean, he is going to be a complete hitter. The power is there. Um, and, you know, you look at him and he, he does kind of scream, you know, MVP candidate. So um, I, I would not be surprised, you know, to see him kind of work his way into that conversation, much like he did, you know, at the end of last year. Um, you look at his offensive numbers, the way he finished the season after he, um, you know, rested his wrist. And they were incredible, some of the best in baseball. So um, I know he's taking care of that risk completely now. He had minor surgery really early on in the offseason. So, you know, with that ailment out of the way, um, you know, I would suspect that we're only going to see better things from him. Absolutely. I cannot wait to watch him play this season. So thank you, Jane. Thanks to everybody for listening to MLB Extras, the Oakland A's edition. And we will talk to you next week. Okay. 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 